0: Well, week one of the Big 12 football season and the college football season, of course, in the books. I'm Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com. Of course, how you find everything we've got going with the Big 12, top to bottom. Of course, uh, if you are a regular listener of this show, you know that we are starting to roll out the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. More team-by-team coverage than what you'll get on this show, which is always a broad overview of what's happening in the league. But I want to welcome on someone who's doing a great job here over the last couple of weeks uh, with our Texas Longhorns podcast. We call it the Bevo Broadcast. Greg Snows joining us here on Heartland College Sports. Uh, Greg, thanks for joining us. And uh, by the way, you just search Bevo broadcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and you'll find Greg's show that gets updated every single week. All right, Greg, week one of the books, Texas crushes Louisiana uh, Monroe expected that the other night. But what should Texas fans be excited about coming out of that game?
1: Uh, Well, thanks. First of all, Pete, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, I would say the main thing that jumped out at me from the beginning was the defense. That was obviously a huge area of concern from last year. We all remember us Longhorn fans, the unfortunate game by game of having a lead at halftime, watching it go away. And it just seemed like the effort was not there. And it just was, it was really hard to watch. So first thing that got my attention was just the the, the pursuit that everybody had, the energy that people had, the punt block right off the jump in the, off the first series, the defense was the thing that really got my attention because the offense is going to get all the headlines, but the defense was the first thing that I really noticed.
0: Yeah. And you think back to last year, Greg, and, and how, let's be honest, like soft that defense was at times. I know there was a lot of talk about it out of the off season and week one is just week one, but do you believe that this defense is just going to be tougher than it was last year? And if so, why?
1: I definitely think so. I think they – I mean, obviously, it was bad. There was really no other way of putting it. They can only go up from here. I think that they have – now it's year two in the scheme. There's more familiarity with it. Now that you had that unfortunate season of last year, like I said, there's only room to grow. They can only get better. They really can't go any further down than they were. So I would really think – and then the addition of Gary Patterson, and I've seen and heard things, I've read, that he has been working on this Alabama game – for pretty much all summer long. So I think with the, his, his vision and what he was able to do at TCU for years, if you've been watching the Big 12, you always saw TCU put out really good defenses and actually put a decent amount of talent into the NFL. So I think coupled with the news – Year, year two of the scheme, Gary Patterson's influence that he has, I think they can only go up from here just because it was just really, it was just, I mean, bad. And that's about as nice as I could put it at times last year. <laughs> it was No, no,
0: you're right. It was bad. Now, that's interesting. I hadn't heard that about Gary Patterson. Now, I, I'm just being honest, Greg. I mean, I would give Gary Patterson two years to prepare for this game, and I still think it's going to be tough going up against <laughs> Alabama. So, just – Looking at this game, I mean, we'll get to more of it, but what is the best case to make for Texas as a 20-point home underdog to possibly pull off this upset? Well, I think it goes back
1: to when I was discussing this with a friend of mine who actually played at the University of Texas back in 1996. And if you Longhorn fans remember, that was the first year of the Big 12 when Texas was in a very similar situation. Down. I believe it was a three I think it was even a three touchdown uh spread in that game because James Brown had the quote of saying well we'll win by three touchdowns when asked about such a just big point spread against Nebraska who was obviously coming off back-to-back national championships a big favor in that game Texas has nobody expects them to win this at all mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. nobody thinks they have a shot so go in there with that attitude it's just like all right fine let everybody think what they want to think now I get Alabama's great I'm not no one will just dis, dis, dismiss anything that they've done. They've earned every, every title, every accolade they have. But with the way Texas can go about it this week, it's just like we've got some good players on this team. We know what Nick Saban likes to do because obviously Steve Car- Star- C- Sarkeesian was an assistant. They, I guess I could go both ways. They both know what they like to do and what they don't like to do. So obviously it would take a few things to happen for Texas to win this game. You would need some turnovers early. You would need – for them to play just error-free football, they would have to do play the best game they can. But there's no reason that they can't. Anybody can get beat any week. Maybe Alabama comes in here a little bit overconfident. It's an early start. Anything that Texas can do to try to motivate themselves beyond it's just like, hey, it's just week two. Game day is going to be there. Fox Sports is going to be there. All eyes are going to be on this game. They do not want to roll out a dud of an effort. They can't. They they have no they have to play great. There's no other choice. They go out there and they get rolled and lose by five or six touchdowns. It's same old Texas same old can't win a big game and so on and so forth. And that narrative just continues. They have to do everything they can to make sure that does not happen this Saturday.
0: Yeah. And now we can weave um, what is happening on offense or what has happened on offense into this game. When you look at Quinn Ewer's performance in week one, maybe a little uncomfortable to start, maybe a little nerves. I don't know what you'd chalk it up to Greg, but uh, when you look at what the offense brings to the table, let's start with the quarterback position And the expectations for Quinn Ewers are enormous. They're through the roof. Uh, What did you see on Saturday? And what brings you reason for optimism? And maybe pause for concern as well.
1: Well like I I mentioned in the podcast that I did last week that we have to have kind of maybe the expectations like you are 100% right they're through the roof but maybe just back, just kind of taper that down just a little bit. This is a guy that hasn't played since he was a junior in high school. So let's just give yeah, you know, relax for just a moment and realize hey, this is there's so much on this kid's shoulders right now but He had the rough start, 0-2, threw an interception. It was a bad interception. But what did he do right after that? He completed his next seven passes, had a touchdown pass, and looked more comfortable. Obviously, I think it was nerves. A childhood dream playing for the team that you grew up rooting for when you were a kid. Finally that moment is here. Finally you get to experience this. Oh, by the way, there's a hundred thousand people in the stadium and everybody knows your name and they want every you're almost like a savior. So if he was a little nervous or rusty, I'll give him I'll give him that out. He he it's okay. It's his first game. Nobody's winning the Heisman after week one. Nobody's winning the championship after week one. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. And obviously cause a concern. Alabama has a phenomenal defense. Texas has a young offensive line. But as long as he just can you know, as they say, if it's like he's driving a Ferrari, keep it down the keep it down the middle of the road. And he'll want to take some chances. Hopefully they kind of have some things worked out where they can take some deep shots. But you've got – look what you've got. You've got Bijan Robinson, one of the best running backs in college football. If they, the line can get him going and he does what he can do, that opens everything so much more. And then, as I mentioned also last week, Jatavian Sanders, your tight end, that's another weapon for yours. So just kind of let the game come to him. Don't do do not Don't put him in bad situations. He's got to realize if something's not there, don't force it, throw it out of bounds, live to fight another town. Don't, don't put yourself in a bad situation. Cause if you get a couple of turnovers early, you give that momentum to Alabama, you give them a couple quick scores. Then that's just like, that's almost a nightmare unfolding right before your eyes. If that, if that makes any sense, because that's the last thing you need is give that team any extra advantage because they're coming in here with the coaching, the talent, the high ranking, you give them any little little extra something on top of that, it's going to be really difficult to overcome.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, Greg Snows is joining us here on heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Before we continue with Greg, hey, uh, if you're in Kansas, the wait's over. You know, sports betting is now legal, and DraftKings Sportsbook is officially live just in time for football season. And right now, with our offer, with our friends at DraftKings, people say, Pete, how can we support you in the show? Just support our sponsors And if you're in Kansas right now, use our promo code with the DraftKings app, HCS for Heartland College Sports, and bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Yes. And uh, Thursday night's almost here. Want more action for opening night kickoff in the NFL? How about this? Everyone can experience the thrill with DraftKings early win promotion. Get up seven, you win. Bet any pro football team of your choice. And if your team leads by seven points at any point during the game, You get paid instantly, even if your team loses. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code HCS to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything using our promo code HCS. Gambling problem? Getting help's your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. 21 plus. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win. Token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Greg is hosting our Texas Longhorns weekly podcast called the Bevo Broadcast. Check it out, search for it wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, doesn't matter. You will find it there. Uh, Greg is obviously locked into what the Texas Longhorns are doing, and week one's in the books, the biggest game, one of the biggest games in college football, Uh, as Greg noted, both college game day and uh, big noon kickoff, as they call it on Fox Sports, is going to be taking place there. How much, uh, Greg, when you look at this from Steve Sarkeesian's perspective, does he need to perform well. I mean, if he loses by three touchdowns, you could make the argument of, well, that's what Vegas expected. It's, you know, usually not a bad loss if you lose by the spread. But Texas is not, you know, used to losing games by three touchdowns, never mind, you know, a team that uh, obviously is trying to make the strides that it wants to make under Sarkeesian with the way they recruited. What is the pressure on Steve Sarkeesian in this game ultimately?
1: Uh, Well, I mean, it almost pains me to say this just because, I still remember the days with Mack Brown and Vince Young and Colt McCoy when they were winning 10, 11 games a year. And I, I don't want to use the words moral victory, but more than likely, this is probably not going to go Texas's way. So be competitive, make sure you're still in this game. Because if Sarkeesian from his, you know, from the fan base and everybody else, if they go out there and they just look unprepared. And just look lost, just like kind of like they did the second half of last season. If they just look uninspired, there's no effort, and it's like they throw their hands up, like here we go again. Then that might be a big cause of concern. I, it's it is Alabama. They are a great team, but you still have to go in this adi- with the attitude, like you can win this game, you can compete in this game, and they, there's no reason that they shouldn't be able to. So, for Sarkeesian, if they go out there and it's just uh, if it's just a complete just, you know, bad from all accounts, offense, defense, special teams, if it's just there's nothing good you can take out of this, it's going to be really hard, I think, for the fan base to get excited, regardless of how the rest of the year goes, because there's going to be a lot of emphasis on this game, and it's almost like a measuring stick, so to speak. So if they go out there and it's just a total just lopsided game and it just gets out of hand before the first half is over, it's just it's going to be hard to recover from that. They could still come, you know, all their other goals of a conference championship and things, like that are still in front of them and you can maybe say hey this team is you're going against the best team in the country there's a lot of youth they played multiple true freshmen on both sides of the ball you could you could make the argument that like this is a matchup at this early in the year when there's a lot of question marks across the board on this football team if things are don't go the way that you want is if you can keep it competitive that's the main thing i'll come back to keep it competitive if it's over by the end of the first quarter it's just like, here we go again, and then it's just all the question, all questions about Sarkeesian and where this is headed are all going to mm-hmm. pop up, and that's the last thing that he wants. So keep it competitive. Stay in the game. If it gets away from you late, I think you can live with that.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think, Greg, if you were to offer up these two scenarios to see Sarkeesian, get blown out in this game but then compete, you know, down the home stretch for a Big 12 title or possibly, I mean, magically pull off some kind of upset in this game but then have a total dud of a big 12 season you probably would take the first option there would you not if you're Steve Sarkeesian uh I would I would
1: have to agree I mean I think if you got him uh one-on-one and just in, in a room with this you and him and no you know no live microphone with anybody out there yeah. I think I think that would be uh, an ideal situation if you, if you said, hey, this, this is going to happen, which one would you take? Because then again, you could say, hey, this is a great team. This was week two. You're still young. But if you rebound and then learn from that, get better all year long, mm-hmm. win a Big 12 championship, maybe go to a better bowl game outside of, it seems like I can't remember the last time Texas played in a bowl game outside of San Antonio or Houston. <laughs> and there was the one Sugar Bowl back in 2018. But other than that, it seems like they're either playing in the Alamo Bowl or the Texas Bowl bowl every year so if you could play on a new year's day bowl and a conference championship i think that would be more the fan base everybody would be like okay yeah i can accept that because you could see the progress you're moving forward the team is getting better better and you can build on that and go okay what's our goal next year we did this okay let's just keep going in the right direction so yeah i would agree with that pete if they if that's the outcome I think I could live with that and so could ever so could all other Texas fans as well.
0: Do you see a scenario, Greg, where Steve Sarkeesian doesn't make it to twenty twenty three? Or is there just too much money wrapped up in obviously not just Stark, but the fact that, you know, you moved on from Tom Herman fairly quickly. Uh, you moved on from Charlie Strong relatively quickly. Do you feel like you gotta give Stark, especially with the SEC on the horizon? a solid three, four years to get this thing right? Or could you foresee a disastrous situation this fall with all this talent where it doesn't click, the thing falls apart, and Sark is maybe not around next year?
1: Uh, I would say it's highly unlikely that he is not back. Yeah, It would take a monumental collapse, like even worse than last year, like just getting their doors blown off week in and week out, not competing, just – Everything bad that can go wrong does go wrong. So that's the only way I could see that happening. I think, you, like you said, they did move on from Charlie Strong and Tom Herman fairly quickly, and that I know with the Tom Herman um, being fired and all his assistants, that cost the school quite a bit of money. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they would want to repeat that. I think it would be really hard to go back to the donors again and just say, hey – uh, Guess what? I need you to open your wallet once again and they're gonna be like, Well, wait a minute. Didn't we just do this? I thought this was the problem solver. I thought this was going to fix our issues. So I think it'd be really difficult to come back and ask them to break out the checkbook once again like they've like they've done twice here in the last ten years, less than ten years. So I think it would take a monumental collapse yeah. just of on all levels for him not to be back.
0: What are you most optimistic about, Greg, as you look at this team this season to be convinced? that it's not going to go like last year when. What, what should Texas fans be hanging their hats on right now heading into week two?
1: Uh, I would say definitely, like I said, the defensive effort that we saw in the first week. It looks like they're night and day with their effort and their attitude. And then obviously on offense, this team has got too much talent offensively for it not to work out. You've got a quarterback in Quinn Ewers, yes, he he needs some time, but he's only going to get better. They're only going to get better from here on out. He's going to get experience every week. He's going to get more comfortable with these receivers every week you have – one of the best running backs in college football. You have one of the best wide receivers in college football. You have emerging talent like Jatavian Sanders coming about, and who knows who else might be able to step up and make start making some plays for this team. The offensive line will get better. They are young, but they will get better. They are only going to get more experience, which is going to just pay dividends down the road. So I would just say look at it like this. They're young. They're going to make some mistakes. There's going to be some bumps in the road. But the more this team plays, by, by the time the OU game rolls around, these guys are no longer freshmen. They're going to have a handful of games under their – Belt, Quinn Ewers is going to be in the same boat. So they're only going to get better week in and week out. And it's not, the Big 12 is such a toss up this year. Even Oklahoma, I mean, look at all the turnover that they had. So there's really no clear cut team you can point at and go, this is the best team. Maybe Baylor, but Texas doesn't get that matchup until way later in the season. So, I think by the time the end of the season rolls around, they're really going to have this thing moving and clicking on offense, and the defense will only get better just because you're going to have that influence from Gary Patterson. They're going to get more familiar with the scheme. They're not exactly playing a murderer's row of a schedule just because the Big 12 is so wide open. There is a lot of unknowns. So if they can get better every week and with the talent that they have, I really could foresee a team that could, you know, I don't want to go out there. I don't want to jinx it and say a conference championship, but I think they could be in the mix for that by the end of this year for sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, those should be the expectations, no doubt about it. Uh, Greg Snows, joining us here on Heartland College Sports. I'm Pete Mundo. He is doing the Texas Longhorns podcast for each and every week. Just search Bevo Broadcast, and you'll be sure to find it there. Greg, doing great work. Hope everybody goes and listens to your show, and uh, we appreciate you, my man. Have a great day.
1: Thank you, Pete. I appreciate it.
0: Greg Snows, check him out. Bevo Broadcast, part of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. And don't forget about our friends at uh, DraftKings. Use our promo code HCS. $5 deposit and bet wins you $200 in free bets. How about that? All right. um, Reminder on the podcast. Leave that rating and review. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at com. We'll get you hooked up with a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail when you do that. We so appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your day.